Flo here with a word that's just weird. Terry cloth. Who exactly is Terry? And why does he get his own fabric? Did he journey below SPF 50? Fight off some weeds and his daffodils? Hmm. How about a word for everyone? Flotection. Yeah, I just made it up. But I'm not making up how great it feels when me and Progressive protect your new home. Ever think of that, Terry? No. Terry only thinks of himself. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Yo, what's up, podcast people? It's the one and only legend of winning, a.k.a. Low, And we're here again with another episode of Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan. I'm your host, Michael Jordan, playing a good role. <laughs> You're over not to Michael. My, over, to my, over to my left, normally we'll have Scotty Pippen, but in today's episode, we have Steve Kerr. Say what's up, Steve Kerr. Yo, you're disrespecting me right now. How's it going, yo? That's a really creative name, man. That's not bad, Lo. I like thanks, that bro. podcast Thank, name. Thanks, Steve Kerr. Thanks, Steve Kerr. Oh, all right. We're not going to call me Steve Kerr the whole pod, though, right? I mean, you, you, you want us to call you something else? Probably by my name would be nice. No? Oh, uh, okay. All right. All right, all right. My bad. <laughs> Steven Kerr. My bad. I'm sorry. All right. Steven hey, Kerr. Isn't, isn't this a... No, I'm not going to go there. All right, Lo, listen up, man. <laughs> Some tragic news happened in the NBA, and it shook everything up, man. I know you put out a video about it. DeMarcus went down, yo. And top three in points per game, the Pelicans. They call them the Twin Towers. They're having a good season. And, yo, for the first time, he's about to make the playoffs. On what's been, like, a very unfortunate career so far, where I think we could all agree it's kind of just been wasted talent. Because he hasn't been really doing anything with the Kings. So he has a chance here. He's on a contract year. What does DeMarcus's injury mean, yo? How's that, how's that change everything? Aside from Paul George not being an all-star. Well, well, let's let's get something clear. Because one thing that I said this in my video as well. And I'm, I'm kind of upset, upset at people when they say this. Because I feel like they're trying to minim, minimalize what exactly is going on. Yes, DeMarcus Cousins, one of the better players in the NBA, top 10 in my opinion, all-time great talent offensively, especially we can do a little bit of it all on the offensive end. And yes, indeed, he will miss his first postseason appearance in a career that he has never seen a game beyond the month of April. That is completely correct. That's tragic. But what, what many people fail to realize is that it's, it's a much bigger thing now because it's an Achilles injury. I, I don't understand how so many people are just like, oh, man, he's going to miss the postseason. That might have been the last of a prime DeMarcus Cousins we will ever see. And no, because we've I don't seen think people fully clicking. rupture tendons or ligaments and come Achilles. back. Achilles. No, 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 no. Tell me a player who is fully ruptured in Achilles and come back playing the same that they did before. But you can't play the same. You'd have to adjust, but doesn't mean you can't be just as effective. Okay, but but tell, just tell me tell me someone who didn't have a, a drastic follow-up because the only player that I know is Dominique. That is the only player I know. So I don't know of anyone else. And you add on top of the fact that DeMarcus Cousins is 6'11", 260-plus pounds. And then you add on to the fact that because he's a big and he struggled with his weight throughout his career... Obviously, this year he, he did, you know, trim it down a little bit, which kudos to him. But now he's going to have an extended period of time. We're talking about somewhere between six to eight months where he won't even be able to put any weight on his foot. So I don't understand how people again, I, I get it, but I don't think people it's not clicking with them how severe this injury is, man. 
Rudy Gay put out a tweet. He said, been there. I'm feeling for you. Prayers out. Rudy Gay went through the... I don't know if... And I where's think it was Rudy the same Gay now? Injury. And where's... Yeah, Tearing, it was. It was the He's same shooting injury. great percentages. I know he hasn't been playing too many minutes, but he's being an efficient player for the Spurs. He's coming right? off the bench, Agent. I get that. But the Rudy Gay we're watching right now, you don't agree is better player. than the Rudy Gay? No. Of the Raptors no, who was no, shooting 39%? No, you no, think this no, Rudy no. Gay is better than that? He's a bench player. That doesn't mean anything, man. Why are you saying yes, that like does. that relegates his efficiency or his effectiveness to the team? Well, just well, he's not his, the bench. His, his efficiency is could be a byproduct of him going up against... This is Okay, as we keep going on this... This is the reason why I keep getting people in my my mentions telling me that you have no idea what you're talking about about basketball because you obviously do not know what you're talking about. One, let's another thing. When it comes to Rudy Gay, I'm looking at his numbers right now. His efficiency from the field has gone up, but his three point percentage is basically the same as it's been throughout his entire career. So that's one. Two, Rudy Gay right now is sidelined because he's dealing with an injury. On his right heel, which, if I'm not mistaken, was this, is the same area where his Achilles was torn because I think it was on his right foot that he tore his Achilles. Listen, low. So not, even we're not even doctors, right now, even even right, I'm not I'm not a doctor, but Achilles an Achilles tear is something that's severe enough to where it could more than likely be career altering, not just season ending. Of course it is, man. But so you don't you're not Kobe. that concerned about that. You about to say no, Kobe? No, of course I'm you're not about to say Kobe. Oh my god! I, of course, of course, I'm. I'm of course, what, what you mean? I'm not concerned. Don't fight absolutes here. Nobody's talking absolutes. Okay. I I think you might be blowing it at a. Now we've seen players. Remember when Dwight Howard tore his labrum? He played for the Lakers, and that season it looked like he was in fear. He was going to re-tear it the whole time. He was playing poorly, and then he did re-injure, and then that's when he left LA. And it seems like he's been having. He's never he been, the, having, same he's never he been the same been player. He's never. He hasn't been the same player. But that's I don't a terrible example. Just as a side note, I'm not trying to prove a point here. I'm just trying to make conversation because I don't know whether Demarcus is going to come back as. And to be honest, we don't know enough information. We're kind of just projecting. It's so an I Achilles just, I don't here. Want... That's all you need to know. It's an Achilles here. Yeah, but low. <laughs> Jesus, man. I'm 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 not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be that guy. But I mean, I, I, I think no, people I know. need to I recognize that. that. People need to recognize. No, that. we we understand, right? Anytime like a, a tendon or a ligament tears. Uh, it takes a lot longer for that to repair, uh, unlike muscle. So we understand it could be tragic. I just, I, you might be writing Demarcus off because of an injury that he could potentially come back from, especially. But it's an, Ach- if, it's an Achilles. If, if it was, I get it. If it was anything else, I would agree with you, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't be going this hard. It's just that an Achilles injury, it is, it is historically known that it, it's an injury that can alter your career, not it just It will, because the they year. use it so they're in the NBA, right? Their Achilles is a very important part. You know, so, you rupture or even remotely tear it, and it's going to impact how you play. And so what are you saying, Lo? Is, I'm, say, I'm say saying, be, I'm next saying because, no, no, no. Of, because Let me of ask a question. Size, go. Next, next year, DeMarcus comes back. Let's say he comes back in, like, October or November. All right, and then he warms up. Does he have a chance of being an All Star? No. If he came back at in, all, uh, if he came back, really, I mean, let's say, I honestly don't believe. Uh, some people were saying that it's going to take some between six to ten months. I don't, I don't understand how people believe that's possible, especially because again, even let's say hypothetically speaking, his his Achilles is fully functional within six to ten months. He still has to get back in NBA shape as well. 
So in my, in my opinion, at the bare minimum, he's out for an entire year. But hypothetically speaking, let's just go off of what you're saying. He returns and he is November. Let's say November. Which will give him basically December and January because we're already choosing All-Stars by January to prove that he can be an All-Star. And, I, and that's a no. Because I don't even know what team he's going to, which is another question. Are the Pelicans? You think he gets? Are the does Pelicans Demarcus get Max after this? Hell no! Why would it, why would anyone be signing him for Max? You have to be crazy desperate. I think no. If Alan Crabb and oh, the Pelicans, Evan Turner's the Pelicans. are getting seventeen million, you don't think well, that's that not Max? Some team that's not Max. That's not Max. No, but I'm saying Demarcus is on another tier, so you don't think teams are going to go out though. and just. And he's, this is for a lot of teams the only real chance they'll get at getting a player like Demarcus, what, off an injury or because. Some of the top teams like the Lakers or the guys who a lot of the, like, do you see what I'm saying? The Milwaukee's no, don't. that don't usually get free agents. Those guys, like the the Portland's who don't usually get free agents, those guys. Now, those two aren't necessarily the best teams, but, lo, trust me, well, it's going to be a team. To be honest, Portland might be a good team because I don't know if they're going to sign back Nurkic. And if they can sign Would you DeMarcus, rather have a DeMarcus coming off an Achilles or Nurkic? I'd rather have Nurkic. Okay. Uh, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'd, ra- I'd, ra- I'd rather have a backup before I I pay a certain amount of money just to get Demarcus Cousins coming off an Achilles. But don't you think like for ex- don't you think it's like taking a risk? But you take the risk, you pick up Demarcus, and it could potentially pay off big time for you, considering he's not always in the paint anymore. He's stretching the floor, shooting the three ball. So not everything he does now when it comes to scoring is as physical as Dwight Howard. I don't, right? know, what, so I don't just, know what games you're watching. I have no idea what games you're watching. I'm not saying he's down in the paint and he's not down in there. But you know how Dwight Howard is exclusively in the paint because he can't really shoot. I'm saying DeMarcus' ability to stretch the floor might lend him to some more opportunities. I just I refuse to write him off because his name is DeMarcus. Well, well, I think I, that's all. I, I agree to an extent that because he's able to space the floor, I, I completely <clears throat> agree with that. However, he's not in the sense of a Ryan Anderson where he just stands in a corner and he's just pulling up from three. He's nah, even yeah. even when he even when he's setting up for three three ball, it's normally after coming off of a pick where he's running into the open space and then shooting the three. And then he's so dynamic that even when he gets to that space, if the defender is closing out on him, he can thus explode and beat the bigger defender or the big, explode off of him, take the dribble and take it inside and finish around the lane. Those are things that are obviously predicated not just on his skill set, but also his physical abilities. And that right there is obviously going to take a massive step back if he's not if he if he's trying to come back from an Achilles tear. Wesley Matthews was in probably the come best on, man. Um, but Don't no I'm back. I'm no no what I'm saying is Wesley Matthews was a three point shooter. It's not like Wesley Matthews did a whole bunch of you know XYZ. He was I mean he's a three and D guy when he was in Portland. Was got hit with an Achilles injury. He is six inches shorter weighing like 50 pounds less and he still hasn't been the same player and it's not like he takes anyone off the dribble or he has this dynamic versatility on the offensive end he's just a 3 and D guy and he still hasn't been the same so I don't I don't know how again I'm I, I'm I'm not trying to be 
I mean, you know, everybody's going to be like, yo, you sound negative. I'm just being realistic here. You sound negative, Lo. That's why people hit me in my mentions and say, why oh is Lo always God. so negative, yo? Why is he so negative I'm just, all the I'm time? Just being, I'm just being realistic. When you get hit with an Achilles injury, that's not something that you it's but known for you to come medical advancements come along. You could fly to Germany right. and they'll do some Bro, magic Gay potions hit, on you. Rudy Gay got hit with one last year and he's not the same player. You got to know the right people, though. They're, they, I'm not lying, though, Lo. They, they are doing weird experiments. That hey, that's hey, that's fine. Otherwise, accelerate the growth of potentially career or sometimes in situations life-ending injuries. That I'm is, just that saying, is like, true. That is com- you're completely correct. You're correct. So, well, we'll see if he's willing to take a risk like that. I just don't. I um, don't know. I don't know for on those experience, experiments. What what is the? Are they are they are those experiments set for six eleven two hundred and sixty pound men or human beings? Those are probably experiments meant for the average person who's just going to be walking around on a day-to-day basis, who may be limited physically because of their... And they're, and they're more likely, they're that's still That's not limited. the point. It's more so trying to accelerate growth, not necessarily build back something that's not there. Right? It would have anyway, to, he would have to build back. You're bugging. If you, I, I just... I, right, so I got to see it. We'll move on, man. I got to see it. I got to see, uh, see, see it. It was tragic, bro. I was, I was in LA, man. I hopped on my computer. It looked like an exciting night at NBA, so I wanted to catch up. And, man, I saw... a. a uh, Roberson's injury low. That was tragic because because it wasn't even his fault. Yeah, that was. Crazy. I don't know if you noticed. Look at the guy that's supposed to be sweeping the floors when that injury happened. Yeah. His job is officially gone, man. Cause that right there was a spot that should have been wiped down. The reason it's just so frustrating to see a player go down because of this. Sometimes you watch games and players slip and you're like, thank God they didn't get injured because the part of the floor was wet. But there's two people on both sides of the baseline that are literally paid to when the ball is on the other side of the court, wipe down the floor. So when someone jumps for an alley-oop, they don't tear something in their body. And it's tragic how it happens, but probably one of the more pivotal players for OKC is down. And just when it seemed like they were starting to get their shit together, he's out for season. He's not coming back in the playoffs and that I think means officially they don't stand a chance at winning anything. Is he that important? Defensively? Oh well, yeah. well yeah, yeah, winning something, I agree, but I don't I never thought even with him on the team they were gonna win. I don't know. No, I, don't I didn't think so neither. Yeah. But if he they had a chance, it just went away. You know? Uh I guess. I just you I could just argue like, Paul George will compensate. Remember last year they tried to kick it to him in the corner and the free throw disaster with Roberson? Exactly. You could argue now they have Paul George on the team now, he's better defensively. But even then, like, you know, first of all, that also means Melo cannot come off the bench now because Roberson is out. Yeah, that is true. But well, I don't well, know. Well, if you're well, a Thunder thing, fan, it's tragic. Well the thing is, and I'll say this, I mean, you know, um just so I don't sound like I don't sound like a savage. You know, my, my thoughts do go out to DeMarcus wow. Cousins and my thoughts also go out to, um, Roberson. Uh, the thing, okay. the thing about Roberson, you know, you're about to talk. Def- Come on. No, 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 defensively, Roberson, you know, fa- fantastic player. I just don't know if he plays that much of a role on that team. And, and you, you alluded to it earlier that they're on this role now and it is unfortunate that he's, he's not going to be a part of that. Because defensively is where they really have, have shined. And if you look at when he's on the court compared to when he's off the court, they definitely struggle defensively. So that's a concern. However, I think they should be much more focused on the offensive end because even if they're not as high as they are defensively, as long as they're one of the top 10 teams on the defensive side, I think that's fine. 
And so with him off the floor, offensively, they may be able to get better spacing. Not maybe, they will be able to get better spacing. And so I think they should still be able to ride that wave. So I don't really know if it's that big of a deal. But the, the interesting part about it is if they're able to keep up where they're, where, how they're playing and finish with the third seed, which, which is, is crazy as it sounds. It's not that, un, it's it does not sound that, crazy, but it's not that, it's not that unrealistic. <laughs> they're literally, if I'm not mistaken, they're a game away from being the, the third seed in the, in the West or a game and a half. I take that back. I think game and a half. So it, it's a possibility for them to be the third seed. And if they're in the third seed, they're in a much better situation than they are right now. But, um, I don't know. I just don't think Roberson is going to play that much of a part in, in their lack of success when he's gone because I still feel like that team has the tools defensively. It's weird looking at the Western Conference. It's so top-heavy. Like, we know Golden State and Houston. Depending on how the Kawhi situation goes, if Kawhi is not there, Golden State-Houston, Western Conference Finals, boom. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, they're only but here, I'll say, two I'll games say this, back I'll say from this, the third if, seed. If, if, yeah, exactly. If they're in the third seed, I don't know if Houston can beat I'm not completely sure if Houston can be OKC. Do Come on, man! Don't I'm just, do that, bro. Because Come if on, you man. if they match up well with him, Russell Westbrook defensively is going to have to become much better. But Russell Westbrook on no, Chris Paul, no, no, Paul George no. on Harden, and now Carmelo Anthony, he doesn't really have to play defense because he can just guard Ryan Anderson. No, he can't. Ryan Anderson is a sharpshooter. You give him a bit of room, you sleep for a second. No, what, what I'm saying that. is, but he doesn't. He doesn't have to. First of all, Ryan Anderson and Harden disappear in the postseason, so that's one. Let's let's Don't, get back come here. on, man! Don't do that, yo. Dude, they what? got a whole new team this year with Chris Paul. It's not, it's not a, the it's same a, team as he was. He he disappeared when he was in OKC with Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. He was also coming off the bench, so that wasn't necessarily his role. His role, it definitely didn't. It, his role definitely was to score coming off the bench. Of course, and he, cut, and he couldn't right. do that. He disappeared. Okay, but he disappeared multiple Jesus, times. Man. He disappeared. How you like? Yeah, we're not gonna have no hard and slander on the podcast, though. It's impossible, That's man. That's no. This I ain't team no is playing like no. This team is playing like the best, if not second best, team in the NBA right now. Okay, they're mm-hmm. playing phenomenal basketball. That's true. And keep in mind, they have a thirty-five and thirteen record, even okay. though Harden and Chris Paul have been in and out the entire season. Hey, hey, that's that's so, right. Okay, you're right. Hey. Oh, so I'm saying you give those guys momentum going into the playoffs. That team is going to give Golden State a bigger run for their money than any team in the East would. Do we agree? No. I think I still think OKC Ooh. will give them a, a much better run. I said any team in the East, man. Oh, in the East. In the East. In the East. See, that's oh, absolutely, why everyone absolutely, hits absolutely, me up in my absolutely. mentions and oh, say you don't God. know about basketball. In the, in, the, in, the East, <laughs> in the East, absolutely. But in the West, I, I would actually argue that um, OKC does. I disagree, Tremendous. I Houston would four one OKC, and I don't even know how four one win for. Yeah, I gotta see that. I gotta I'm see. I'm telling that. you, I gotta see that. I gotta see that. The more I watch Houston play, because keep in mind in the regular you know season, before, in the regular season. But keep remember, remember, Lord, remember when uh, the Golden State Warriors before they won their championship with their current, you might as well use the word dynasty at this point. Yeah, a lot of people used to use the phrase. They live and die by the three, right? And okay. so one day the three will be on and they'll be killing it. Next day it'll be off and they'll be bricking. And Golden State seems to have passed that point. Nobody's saying that about Golden State anymore. They're winning regardless, right? Okay. Uh, aside from the tragic 3-1 choke they did against the Cavaliers. I think Houston's at that same point right now where they live they and die by to, the three. But they would have to win first before uh, that the narrative would change. I, I agree. 
So I'm saying I think Houston is where Golden State was a few years ago, where they do live and die by the three. If there's a game where they're not hitting, it's going to be a challenge to win, especially in the Western Conference when you're going to go up against the Golden States or potentially San Antonio's in the OKC's, right? So I don't know. I think it's a little bit interesting. If they could get over that hump like we've seen Golden State do, I think a lot of people will stop talking about how Harden disappeared here or there. It was just an off game, and it just happened he had the off game on the game seven. Stop. We've seen Stephen Curry. Please stop. No, no, no. But we've seen Stephen Curry. We've seen Kevin Durant have off games. The only difference is is James Harden couldn't have an off game or his team would lose. If Curry has an off game, Durant, Draymond, and Clay will pick up the slack. He has bad games. He has bad. Almost every postseason. James Harden plays poorly. But I think last postseason is where a lot of people started oh, to no, make Oh, no. a lot that. of... Well, okay. I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Because I definitely... So that, I definitely it became a pattern that. then. But I, I refuse to... I mean, I know as a Raptors fan, I, I just refuse to judge people based on their previous... Especially if the team looks different now with Chris Paul playing, Chris Paul playing PG. I just don't see how we can make the same projections we were making last year. I, I, like things change. I, I agree that it's the, the dynamic has changed. And so, and, and to me, and I, I said this multiple times on Twitter, and I'll say it here, that this is the reason why this year in particular is very important and, and very pivotal, not just in NBA history, but to a lot of players' careers, because this year will, will really answer a lot of people's questions. So with Harden, what I've heard consistently over the years was, was that, well, he doesn't have to play defense because he has he has to carry so much load offensively. Well, Chris Paul is Who says here. That? That's I've heard that so many times. But okay. but but Chris Paul is here, so now that argument is out the window. I've heard that James Harden, like you said before, he has so much to do on in the postseason that if the team doesn't succeed in the postseason, I mean if he doesn't play well, then the team doesn't succeed because he has to carry so much of a responsibility. Well, again, Chris Paul Facts. is here. Chris Paul is here, right. so now there are no excuses, and so now we're going to figure out what what the truth is about James Harden. Be- I agree because I agree there, there, there is no there is no excuse. If James Harden underperforms again, oh, it's done. And I don't want to hear anyone else because I'm starting to hear this from a few people, especially those who who tend to forget how great Kobe Bryant was, who think that oh well James Harden is moving up in the ranking of all time shooting guards and he might be comparable <laughs> to Kobe. Like chill out. He's not. I even, never he, heard nobody say that, uh, man. Um, uh, I'll, 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 name, I'll name somebody right now. Crispy Flakes on, on on YouTube. He even said it a few times already. He was joking. There's no, no way he's he serious wasn't about joking. that, man. And there's a few people no on Twitter. He... I've seen it on Reddit. I've seen a few people say that. Oh yeah, James Harden. He, he's comparable. He's starting to be comparable to Kobe. James Harden hasn't even passed D Wade yet, let alone comparable to Kobe. I agree. So, yeah. But we're gonna find out because I'm looking at it right now. Last year, when they played the um, when they played the uh, the uh, Thunder in the first round, James Harden didn't play that well. The year before that, they got knocked down the first round. James Harden shooting forty one percent from the field and thirty one percent from behind the yard. And then, if you remember the year before that, when they actually made it to the conference finals, yes, they made it to the conference finals. But when they beat the Clippers, James Harden was not on the court. That that comeback was led by players such as. Josh Smith and Corey Brewer. So I gotta see. I I personally uh, have to see that. I gotta see. I gotta I, see it happen. I don't think it was a comeback as much as it was just the Clippers choke that game. So well, I was. I mean, I don't know. Josh Smith played great that. I remember that series. Josh that Smith was played. like it was like a twenty point lead that like crumbled very quickly. I remember that game. 
It was probably the was that the biggest choke in the last decade in, in three playoffs? one three three one three one. But I'm talking about like in a game though, in one game. Uh I haven't no. seen a meltdown like that since okay, almost well, o- the round. OKC. OKC. Oh, versus yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah o- OKC right. uh, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. OKC so, has anyway. a few of them actually, especially Russell Westbrook. But I, I mean, I, I see what you're saying about um, Houston. Hopefully, everything changes out for them. But I don't know. I, I still got OKC is the biggest threat. So you think they could get over that hump? That that win it by three, lose it by three hump? Because at the end of the day, the only way Golden State got by it is by adding so much talent that even in even if Ryan Anderson or Eric Gordon are off, there's other three point shooters. Even Chris Paul has been shooting the three ball well this year. And he been not even just pulling up for open ones. He just been pulling up for contested ones sometimes off an ISO. And I'm just like, word. <laughs> That's just what Chris Paul does now, man. Is I, I like to see that combo. I'm low key like a. I'm low key. If, I'm gonna say I'm a fan of Houston. You know, I've been there a few times. Dope city. I got some family there. I'm gonna watch James Harden play sometime soon. And I hope they do well. But at the end of the day, say it with me now. The Golden State Warriors would still beat Houston. I just, I just got to see Harden perform in the postseason consistently before I jump on that bandwagon. I think he'll change a lot of people's minds this year, man. I, think I, I hope he does. But I'm going to tell you right now, especially if they match up, well, they're not, what are they, what are they, the second seed? So if they match up with um, OKC in the second round, it's going to be tough. That is, that is not, mm-hmm. it ain't going to be no walk in the park for um, Harden. It's, that's going to be tough because Paul George is going to be guarding him. That's going to be tough. What's up? It's Justin from the Driving Dish NBA podcast. When I was in eighth grade, I switched from wearing glasses to contacts because I liked playing the game of basketball. And ever since then, I've had to deal with getting contacts, which takes way too long. You have to sit in the waiting room for a really long time. It always kind of smells weird in there. That all changed when I found simplecontacts.com. You show them a picture of your prescription. You pick the brand of contacts that you use. You put in your address and they're on their way. And so much cheaper than going to a doctor every single time you need contacts took me about 15 minutes right before i left for work and we're gonna save you 30 dollars off your first order with them at simplecontacts.com slash almighty or use the enter code almighty at checkout that's 30 dollars off your contacts at simplecontacts.com slash almighty or enter the code almighty at checkout just remember this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam they only do a test that makes sure your contacts are going to give you 2020 vision they don't write completely new rx's or examine eye health yeah that's a tough card that's gonna be tough so low listen up man it's crazy because a lot of teams is kind of crunch time a few weeks away from trade deadline every team is making moves left right center and it seemed like the bucks fired <laughs> their head coach Jason Kidd, without telling Jason Kidd that they fired him, which is the he craziest thing in the media. world. Can you imagine right. that if you was if you had a job and you like they low key was just like someone else who worked with you told you that you fired, like before they even came worse. Up. What if they put it on Twitter publicly and that's how you found that, out? Because I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. yeah, you should really speak to people before you speak to agents about certain situations. So he got fired. A lot of the talk when he got fired was, was it a good fire? Was it a bad fire? What's good for the Bucks now? A lot of people were making the case that because Giannis liked Jason Kidd so much that it didn't make any sense. But at the end of the day, you can't keep a head coach just because your star player happens to like them. Uh, obviously, Giannis developed with him and he's new to the country and all. So he probably has a bond with him. 
But they made the right decision, I think. And the more I looked into it, man, I was watching a bunch of different videos outlining the types of defensive schemes, offensive schemes they were running, and the mistakes that Jason Kidd made that led to him being fired. So the Bucks, what how are they doing right now? Let me check. They're on They're 26 wins. 20, well, 26-22, they're eighth seed in the East. So their thinking was they should be top four minimum. Now they fired Jason should Kidd. Should they? I don't know should who they? they're going to sign. They, should they be top four? Honestly, I don't know how Miami's really up there because Deion Wade's injury was going on for so long. Well, that's that's um, that's coaching. That's what coaching looks like. For my yeah, all, so all my boys and girls out there who are listening to it, if you trying to figure out Jason, because a lot of people kept telling me Jason Kidd, he was an okay coach. In my opinion, he's not. And if you want to figure out what great coaching looks like, like he just sat there and said, I don't know how Miami's up there because of coaching. That's and also, Washington had the injury to John Wall, and they've been slowly. I'm not doing so hot recently, but it seems like they're getting their feet under them and they're getting some more W's as the season goes on. Uh, so I think they can get top four, but that brings the question, who do they sign? See, I don't... Is is a lot of coaches or at least candidates I would believe should be available, such as Mark Jackson, but I don't necessarily know if they're willing to go in that direction because personally... I feel like this team has the pieces that 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 is needed to be a really solid defensive team. So it's alarming yeah. to me that they are one of the worst defensive teams. That that is definitely alarming. Um, the progression of Thonmaker is vastly questionable. Giannis is Giannis is going to do what he's supposed to do, and so is um, uh, Chris Middleton. It's just the rest of everyone else that needs to get on the same page with one another. Um, ball movement is almost. It's non-existence. Yeah, non-existence. Like it's just ridiculous. <laughs> they, they shouldn't be that low in, in passes. But again, it's it's the the defense that's really concerning me. They're dead last in rebounds. Um, when it comes to holding their opponent, they're allowing their opponent to score almost 106 points a game. Um, one of the, if I'm not mistaken, bottom 10 in um in defensive rating in the league right now. And when you have, but when you have players such as Eric Bledsoe on your team, who's been there now 37 games, so he he should be acclimated to the to the um, scheme when you have Chris Middleton Giannis there's just so many players on that team that defensively on uh, Tony Snell Brogdon that should be well off and they're not so that's the thing that's really concerning about me about it it seems like <clears throat> last year in the playoffs the Bucks I'm sure wanted to win but they knew that just going to game seven I think was a work in progress Brogdon showed up Thaw Maker showed up. It seems like the whole team was there. This year, it seems like those same guys who were there in the playoffs last year showing up aren't doing it this year. And I'm curious why. Now, I know a lot of people like to pin a lot of player development issues on the head coach. But there's a ton. They got shooting coaches, all kinds of athletic coaches telling them what to eat, what to do. This is how you work out. Part of the reason you never see athletes work out or they don't release their workout regimen is because that's unique to them. That's like a trade secret. Same reason why KFC doesn't give up the recipe for their fried chicken, right? KFC is trash, as a side note. (laughs) Yeah, it is, by the way. It is. Uh, Popeye's all the way. Exactly. Popeye's. Popeye's. So, I don't want to pin player development issues on Jason Kidd. I think that it's more than just Jason Kidd. And if you, at the end of the day, if you really want staff who can develop good coaches... I just start poaching some of the teams doing it really well. OKC does a fantastic job. The Spurs probably do the best job. Just find some teams that consistently 
take these young guys who maybe in in other teams like Oladipo don't perform well and acclimate them to a new culture, etc. I was watching a podcast uh, Dame was on and he was talking about how he initiates some of the new guys. If a new guy comes to Portland, they don't even give him a welcome. They just pretend like he's always been on the team and they treat him like family. So they said when Nurkic was coming over, uh, he asked him to dinner. He went all out to try and get him. Uh, so anyway, I, I don't want to pin all that on Jason Kidd, but I think it was clear for those who are paying attention. You can search some videos to find some evidence, but you know, the more you pay attention and you look at it, I think like it made more sense. The team is 26 and 22, which isn't bad, but Jabari Parker's coming back. Giannis is doing phenomenal. It seems like the rest of the team just have to find their home. On Milwaukee, which and is, it seemed like they haven't found that yet. Which is which I think a lot, which is what I think a lot of people were upset about is because I think people were looking like, okay, well Jabari Parker isn't even back yet, so why are we pulling the trigger so quickly on on? Um, What's the chances Jabari comes back and makes an impact? You talked all that injury talk with Demarcus. <laughs> Jabari's been through a I, lot. I, I I agree as well. I don't think Jabari is is going to come back and make a huge. Huge difference on that team. However, I think the I think the difference is, especially with Jabari compared to Demarcus, is obviously Jabari more likely will be the second or third option, and, and probably will be your third option. Whereas I think a lot on the of, starting lineup, why would he be anything higher than the second or third option? Because you said second or third, I'd rather have Chris Middleton in there. Okay, I mean, it, I mean, the, the, it, the argument is between him and Middleton, who's going to be the second or third. But I, I think when it comes to that team, um. Jabari just isn't isn't expected to do as much as um. But they have Bledsoe now too, though. But see, here, here, here's, here's the thing about okay. Right, this is what I I definitely have a problem with, and I and I try to give you know all the credit in the world to that team because I feel like they've definitely changed a lot over the years. However, if we're gonna we're just gonna be honest and just look at what that team has done, I don't I don't understand why they got um Bledsoe. I don't understand that. That's the thing I didn't understand. Why not just let Giannis think, run full-time point guard and just let it be? I, I was confused about that. Because if, if you had a move to make, why not make it to go get an actual big to help you on the rebounds and protect the rim? That's what I didn't understand. Yeah, I agree with that. Also, I think Bledsoe was just kind of like, it was like he was on the block and they're like, might as well take a shot at him. I don't necessarily think they were out there fishing really hardly for a PG, especially because the season before, Brogdon proved that he could really hoop. So if they have a team that's young and they're trying to develop, I just put him at PG. A lot of the time, Giannis can bring the ball up regardless. I don't know how much sense Eric Bledsoe makes on that team, but I think he adds like another dynamic to that team. But the, but that uh, but that dynamic could have been whatever Jabari was supposed to bring because I definitely felt like offensively they were just too predictable and they were too one dimensional with Giannis. Especially because in the in early parts of the season, Chris Middleton was struggling pretty, um, pretty desperately. But when it comes to adding Jabari, you're you're assuming and hoping that your your team will develop a little bit more on the offensive end. But defensively, yes, Eric Bledsoe he, he's a solid defender, but at his he's getting a little older. He's nearing thirty years old, six one, I believe. So there's some limitations, and they still never had an anchor for their defense to protect the rim. So that was definitely something that was also concerning. But when there's players like Nerlens Noel that's out right now, right, where anyone can just basically give the Mavericks something and they'll they'll pull the trigger on that trade, I would much rather take a risk on Nerlens Noel rather than Eric Bledsoe because I, I think agree. Eric Bledsoe. I, I just think to me it's just it's just so many 
teams that are still like unwilling to just realize that if just because you're six ten or six eleven or whatever that you can or cannot run point guard because I think you can. They'll have their eye on centers. I think Julie Okafor could be another one for them. Uh, I'm not going to numbers not, though. Why would you want Okafor? What the hell? I mean, you want a big on the team, and he has potential. You might as well snag him for cheap. You see how they Jaleel got Nerlens for Jaleel cheap? Jaleel is trash, though. Why would you want Jaleel Okafor? I don't think he's trash. I think he's a cool 82 overall. I'll take an 82 overall center. He doesn't do anything you know? that they need. One, and that's another thing you got to stop doing. You got to stop comparing people <laughs> to 2K... 2K ratings. Not, it's a good metric, no, man. It's, it's not, a good it's metric. A terrible, it's a terrible metric because 99 you is Michael Jordan. But you're not, and, you're not explaining, like, you're not explaining why they're, you have to explain why they, they got the 82. Like, Julio Okafor. No, they just. Julio Okafor potentially can be an 82, but he's going to be an 82 because of his scoring abilities, not be, not because of his defensive abilities. And that's what they need. They need okay. better defense. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a good exactly. point. Exactly. But they have, they have Henson though, right? Henson is trash. No, he's a good defender. No, man. he's trash. No, he's trash. He might be trash offensively, but he's a no, no, no. Player. He's just trash. <laughs> that man, he doesn't. He doesn't big... grab enough. He doesn't grab enough rebounds. He's not bulky enough. They need it because uh, Giannis is grabbing them all. That's like saying Stephen Adams isn't grabbing enough rebounds because ha- Westbrook he has to is gra- playing. He has it. to grab them all because there's no one else to grab rebounds. Oh, oh my god! Anyway, I'm looking at the numbers of some of these guys on the team, man. It's uh, kind of sucks. Middleton went from shooting 43 percent from three. This year he's shooting 34. Exactly. He almost dropped by 10. That is insane, that is insane. for a guy you would think is a three-point specialist. So it's that doesn't just – I mean, of course, injuries and shit happen. But a lot of it just might be the offense and shot selection. So we'll see if a new coach and change will change. You keep in mind also, with no training camp, no preseason, you're throwing in a new coach. This team stands no chance in the playoffs. I would have just took my chance with Jason Kidd. And seeing if you could get to the second round, but I highly doubt they'll make enough progress to knock out a top four team in the East. But we'll see how things go. That is, that is true because I don't, I don't think they're going to make it that far into the playoffs. Um, but it's it's all a learning experience. They they have young talent, so I'm not I'm not really um, too too concerned about it. You know, they they should be fine. So low man, we keep talking about the Cavaliers here on this podcast, man. They're playing the blame game. It's, it's once always again. it's always something to talk about. I'm about to slander the hell out of LeBron right now. So just as a side. Whoa, 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 it's, whoa, hey, that's, whoa, hey, that's, whoa. That's a warning to everyone who's listening. I'm about to slander the hell out of LeBron. Whoa, see, this is why people hit me in my mentions hey, they, and say hey, you're hey, always so hey, negative. They can man. hit you in the mentions today because I'm definitely slandering LeBron. <laughs> I'm slandering LeBron. Go ahead and introduce it because I'm about to slander LeBron. Okay, so throughout the last few weeks, the whole kind of perception has been the Cavaliers are fine, just give them time to work things through. Isaiah Thomas comes back, and it seems like the chemistry is more out of whack now than ever. And as they continue to lose games in their last 10, their four wins and six losses, the team that's supposed to be dominating the East is slowly drifting away to low. I can't even believe I'm about to say this. Fourth place in the East. Which is crazy. Miami might be higher than Cleveland by the time we do our next podcast if things keep going in the same direction. As a a side note, as a side note, shout out to the Raptors, man. Y'all might be the first seed in the East, bro. (laughs) Yeah, man. Y'all low-key creeping up, especially because Celtics, they they, they losing a couple of games now. Y'all low-key creeping up. I see you. I think the Celtics have an easy schedule for the next little bit, so they're probably going to end up bouncing back. Uh, but it'll be a cool contest leading up to the All-Star break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
Cleveland has been on the block, we know. It's been known that they're trying to make multiple trades and in trade talks with a whole bunch of different people. The team looks like any second now is ready to combust, and they're a moment away from it happening. And it seems like they're the talk of the town because left and right, there's drama here, rumors here, leaks there. Is Cleveland going to be all right, Lo? I don't, I don't think people don't want to admit this, but I think it's definitely time to really talk about the concerns with the team because it's not just that we're talking about a few new people that are added to the team. These are a few new people who are added to the team that really are incentivized to make this work out for the organization. There's no real purpose for why, um, uh, what's on Isaiah Thomas for him to feel like this is where he's going to be for the remainder of his career. So why, why would he, why, why would he feel obligated to make sure this thing works out? So be, because of that, you have to really ask yourself if you're the, um, if, if you're the Cavs, one, do you need to trade Isaiah Thomas, which I definitely feel like should be on the table, especially because he called out Kevin Love, which, which is definitely something that that's LeBron's fault there. But, but two. Can I respond real quick? Go ahead, go, go. About go. that part before you go to two. Isaiah Thomas responded to that. He said, to be real, I didn't call him out. I asked him why he wasn't at the game to support his teammates. And then after the game, I didn't get to ask him because he wasn't there. So I was seeing where he was. So I didn't call him out any. So those reports of whoever's saying that, there's no bad blood between me and him. That's what he said. Okay. So right. the reports so that, that's, got out, but that was his response. That, that's good to hear. But what, what, but the, the bigger problem is, why is this stuff getting leaked out? Where is this coming from? It could have just been a lie, too. Someone could have just lied, It could be, be a lie, but... From my understanding, and this is what Woj said, and this is also what what I actually heard a few people say this, that they did have a team meeting, and there was a lot of finger pointing in that team meeting, and so now everyone is kind of like, "All right, what's what's really going on?" Because even even if we're looking at what Isaiah Thomas said, because he also said another thing about the team's defense, how he felt like it was unfair that he was being harshly criticized for his poor defensive performances, despite the fact that the team. Was trash on defense before he got there. They were trash on defense last <laughs> he year. He did say that. So, so he it's, said it's, that, yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's like, why, why are we blaming him? Which is completely correct. The, the reason why I said uh, this is going to be the day where I'm going to have to start looking at LeBron a little different. Because if you're supposed to be the leader of that team, which LeBron is, if you're the player who is at the core, I think he's definitely part of this, this, the, the, the function of that team. I'm all over the place today. He, you are. Yeah, yeah. He's part of the dysfunction because he's the one who's kind of still holding out, not understanding that his inability to make the decision on him staying or not is part of the reason why so many teammates are like, yo, I don't know what's going on with him, so I don't know what I'm going to do, which is another reason why I feel like Kyrie left, which is why Kyrie was like, bro, yeah, you, you keep, you keep, you know, egging this on. You keep talking about what you're going to do, what you're not going to do. Look, y'all trade me or. I'm going to get a season, which is the craziest thing in the world. I'm going to voluntarily get a season ending surgery. <laughs> that is, I, I have, I've, I've heard, I've read and, and researched crazy things in my life. I have never in my life heard someone willing to go under, <laughs> under the table, have a surgery just so they can't play with another player. And how, so low, how no it, one is blaming LeBron. Crazier, man? That, no one's not blaming LeBron. That's a crazy thing. I, that's a crazy part about this. What would you say is crazier? Charles Barkley gaining a lot of weight before the draft to not get drafted by a specific team 
or Kyrie willing to do surgery on his knee, which apparently needed. Was it his knee? I think it was his knee. Yeah, I think it that was. That needed surgery so that he wouldn't play if the Cavs didn't trade him. He said, I will go out for the season <laughs> unless I'm gone. Y'all better trade me now. <laughs> it's, that, that, is, that is so crazy because anything can happen during surgery. You, you could, they could mess up and, and you could be. You could be out for a longer period of time. They can't mess up on an NBA player. I mean, though. I, I NBA mean they, players, they, they, they can't, but I mean, anything is possible. Why even take that risk? And, and then he sat there and said true. that he, he volunteered. That's the thing that's crazy <laughs> to me. When you get to a point where you're saying you're just voluntarily just, I'm, I'm just going to take, I'm going to get have surgery. But it, that is a but so I think that's crazy. a surgery. That's a surgery he would have had regardless in the offseason. So, but he not, it but seems he, like, has he taken the surgery yet? He still because hasn't I think had he just wanted to use it as leverage. It's been smart, right? It worked. He got oh, traded. He used it, it as leverage. It, it works, but it's just so crazy that that was his. And he must have been serious for them to be like, "Oh wow, I guess we got to trade him to the Celtics." Yeah, like that. Yeah, that's how yeah. crazy. Like that's how serious Kyrie was. Apparently, that is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. Where someone was so, so dead serious that they were like, oh, "Bro, I'm I'm going to have surgery unless y'all trade me." How do you beat the Warriors? When the point guard of your team is trash, doesn't want to be there so badly that he's willing to just be out the whole next season. Isn't there a requirement to do at least ten games to get your full contract amount? He, I remember Steve Nash he, had a bunch of injuries. He doesn't even care about that because if he cared about that, he would have stayed on Cleveland to make sure he got this super max contract because he can't get the super max anymore because he's now on another team that didn't draft him. Kyrie did not care anything about the money. He legitimately just did not want to play with LeBron. That's how serious Kyrie was. I think it was more for his legacy than anything, right? You know, you you, you called this podcast the, the Jordan and Pippen or the Jordan and Kerr podcast. I don't think he wanted to be Pippen or Kerr, man. I think he wanted to be Jordan. And he goes to Boston and he's trying to prove to us that he deserves to be Jordan in his uh in his own story here. He's making a good case, but at the end of the day, I don't know, and he's gonna have to prove me wrong if he can lead a team to beat the best in NBA right now, which is the Warriors. But going back to IT, yo, this is dead ass what IT said. He said, we've been the lowest five rated <laughs> defensive team in the NBA the whole season. So when I come back, it's my fault now, which life isn't fair, but that's not fair, bro, at all. I just laugh at those things because I know in the circle and this team, everybody believes in one, one another and everybody's here for it to work and for us to be playing in June. That's the ultimate goal. So he's claiming that the Cavs don't have the same type of friction that could have possibly motivated Kyrie to threaten surgery to get out of Cleveland. It could have also been, I think, low. Cleveland looks like a pretty boring city, man. I don't know. Boston just seems like a, a more I lively think, I, place I, I, to live. I just don't think Kyrie wanted to play with LeBron. <laughs> I, I'm dead serious. I just think that's it. Do you remember when uh, Kobe was threatening to leave uh, the Lakers? And he was demanding some trades, and they went out to hit some teams. Kobe gave the Lakers a list of teams he was interested in playing with. And he only named championship contenders, where when you go there, your only option is to win a championship, which was the Bulls, the Spurs, and I think he named a couple other. So that might have been Kyrie's thinking. I want to go to a franchise in Boston where all they're known for is winning. Boston Boston wasn't on his list. Boston was on his list. It was was New York, because that's where he's from. It was... That's a pretty bad list already, by the way. San Antonio, because I think he wanted to play with Popovich. Minnesota. And get no money? Minnesota. Like I said, I don't think it was about money. Because, uh, uh, like I said before, him even demanding for a trade, 
cuts no. cuts the idea of him getting a super max contract. So it, it had, I don't think it had anything to do with the money. He, he no, did not but there's a difference with. between like the money he's making now. And the the tiny bits of money he'd make if he played for San Antonio. Well, no, because they, they already would have, hugging the cap. They, they would have his bird rights. Oh, I see, I see, I see what you're saying. But he's not getting paid that much money anyway because he, he still signed his contract under the old um under the old but the, cap, the old um thing. So the team that he goes to wouldn't have enough bird rights. He had to be on that team for three years for them to no, sign him. No, when, when you get traded again, I had to I had to explain this to you because you just have no idea what you're Yo, talking I about. Yeah, I played my GM. No, bro. I no, know no, how this no, works, no. my if, guy. If you trade someone to another team and they still have bird rights, you get to keep. They get to keep their bird rights. Oh, exactly. Right. So I, I, have to, I have to explain it to you because you know you don't. I gotta you double don't know check that because that doesn't seem like right information, man. What's the, what's the fucking team called? Um, okay, see, they have Paul George's bird rights. Um, that's the reason why the, the Clippers were able to go over the con- go over the salary to keep Chris Paul when they first signed him because they got. His I had to Wikipedia. You're right. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm right, agent, because I watch basketball. Agent, come on now. Really? That's what they talk about in the basketball that you watch? Yes. Lo, in preparation for this podcast... You need to start watching more basketball. That's what you need to do in this no, preparation. No, I'm watching podcast. games I have no interest in. It'd be like the Jazz versus the Knicks, and I'll be like, sure, why not First of all, that, those, are, those are trash. <laughs> you, you, those are two, they're not trash teams. But you got to, though. Donovan you got to learn about the teams. You can't just know the, the top teams, my guy. You got to tell learn all the yeah, teams. Yeah, but Donovan Mitchell was playing Donovan- really, really good in the beginning of the season. He's still playing good now, but he was crazy and enjoyable to watch in the beginning of the season. I just know that, for a fact, I've been spending unnecessary amounts of time watching. Yo, Lo, if, if it was up to me, I'm not watching no games that don't involve the Raptors, Houston, or if there's like a good team like Cavs versus Warriors or Cavs versus hey, hey, Houston, and tru- I'll and trust tune me in. when I say we can tell you don't watch basketball. You're just saying that shit, bro. I'm not just Low, saying people that. People be hitting me in my mentions. No, you're hitting me. Saying, I'm, I'm, you know it's crazy, people. Hey, yo, hit me up because I'm gonna say you right now. Last last podcast, the stuff that you were saying about Baron Davis being a Hall of Famer, there was. But that's different. No, though. no, no, that has no, nothing no, to do no, with no, watching no. basketball. No, no, what no, you no, mean, no. bro? It, it you, does. You think- it does because you had to go on on Basketball Reference to go figure out what his stats were for you to understand that he's not a Hall of Famer. I don't have to go to look at. I don't have to look at no one numbers and know if they're a Hall of Famer or not. No, that's not what happened, yes, man. Why you switch your twist? Here's what happened. what happened. I just didn't know what the bar was for being Hall of Fame because I never watched the Hall of Fame ceremonies. Cause I'll have cable low. I don't and have, ca- I I don't have cable games, now, but I don't have cable either. But I know who. I, makes when I it. watch these games, I just. I'm not going to incriminate myself. Listen, I just know I'd have to go out of my way to watch some shit like that, which I there's you never know, I'm a say moment, again. There I just was don't never have a interest moment in Barry Davis's career, probably outside of like one or two years, where Barry Davis was good enough for anyone to make any argument that he should be in the Hall. No, of Fame. you're missing the point. Low. He didn't have. I he, didn't, he know he didn't have the, a good enough impact. He was. I don't even know if he was like. He did oh, have a big impact. He did not have a big impact. Don't go there, man. You can make a Hall of Fame case, but don't no, say he did, he did not. Impact, my what impact, Agent? How? He kept a he kept a horrible Warriors team relevant. On top of Agent, you sound so pre- crazy right now. Anyway, um, he didn't, have he to didn't go keep back them relevant. They were relevant for like what two years? Low people hit me in my DMs in my mentions. No, that way you sound don't. like every podcast. Yo, P, yo, I need I need a better co-host because Steve Kerr over here definitely doesn't know what he's talking about, and he's never really watched basketball, which is why he just uh, he's a specialist. 
You're 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 a specialist. You're a basketball specialist. You only watch from '96 and and and, and, <laughs> and beyond. You know? you didn't watch um post. Is that what a specialist? Yeah, is? a specialist only knows like one or two things. In in um, you're not even really a specialist. That's huge. You're not, even, you're not That's really a two specialist decades because you don't you know that much about like early 2000s basketball. I do, but I you do know? though. So all right, do you agent? So low. I'm going to start watching NBA games. I feel like I'm being disrespected here. Uh, I'm not. In fact, if you're not the. I'm not even watching the Raptors hoop no more. In in protest of your unfair allegations towards me. You knew before I started this podcast that I don't really know too much about NBA history. I know. Oh, it should have been better. Oh, before, before we actually write this up, someone asked me on Twitter. Is, um, is Chris Bosh a Hall of Famer to you? What? Really, he asked. He asked. Man, he asked both just, of us. But if yo, if you just said Ben Wallace couldn't get in, the answer for Chris Bosh is no. Well, here's the thing: I think Ben Wallace should be in. So, but to to you, not not is he going to be one? To you, is he a Hall of Famer? Uh, nah, not really. The same case you can make for a bunch of other players, but he would. I think he was on track. Do you remember when he was on the Raptors, man? Oh, here goes agent with the history. Let's throw it back to two thousand four, oh, man. I hope I hope I give a right date or the chat. They're gonna kill me. So remember when he was with the Raptors? Chris Bosch used to be a low post presence with insane effectiveness with up and unders. Like he used to be a post scorer. He who could also shoot the mid range, but not the three ball too effectively. I think when he left Toronto. He he wasn't really the same Chris Bosh. He had to adopt a different role. He was never in the low post because he had to be at the three-point line to stretch the floor. And he had a great career that I think is cut short. And I don't even know if he's going to return or retire due to his blood clots. But I miss, and I think at the same trajectory of the Raptors, Chris Bosh, he would have been for sure. You know, remember he led the team. The Raptors were like second or third in the East until he got injured in one season, and they still. Oh no, that was a season the Bulls I think barely squeezed by the Raptors. But when like was he was this? able to just. When was the Raptors? He was. Well, I gotta see this. Hold on, hold on, wait. He was able to single-handedly carry the Raptors in multiple seasons, and this was after Vince Carter left, and we thought we just didn't have any hope, and we drafted Chris Bosh. So when was anyway, when, when, when was ever the second, third seed in the East? Until an injury, I remember that season vividly. I don't remember which year it was. Though. It either it either had to be Bosch. the 2006-2007 season or the 2007-2008 season, because those are the only two years y'all even made the playoffs with with Chris Bosh. No, I don't think we made the playoffs that year. Is what I'm saying. I think we dropped out. There's but no way it's any other whole... team because there's no other season where Chris, with, with Chris Bosh where y'all even won 35 games. I say that back. There's one year where y'all won 40, 42. Okay, that might be it. Let me see. All right, it was... What a shame. But Chris Bosh played 70 can games you imagine? that year. I don't know what you're talking about. You just don't know. Did Chris Bosh have a better career? Did Chris Bosh have a better career because he left the Raptors? As a, as a side note, I think Chris Bosh is a Hall of Famer. I think he should be. I think Chris Bosh's impact on the league. Nah. I think, impa- I think Chris Bosh nah. had a bigger impact on the league than uh, Vince Carter did, actually. Don't. Don't! Yes. Don't! The, re- the, re- Don't. the reason why I say that is because... How? And, I, and I think Vince Carter will for sure be your first ballot Hall of Famer. How you go off telling me I don't know nothing about basketball, then you say some shit that's stupid, low? How you, you, you do that? You want me to finish? You want me to finish? 
I know because you don't deserve to finish that can sentence. I, it was finish? so ludicrous. No, before, I don't want before, you to finish before that. Before Chris Bosh, how many bigs were actually adjusting their game to be three point to have a three point pressure? Get out of here! If that's your reason, why get out, man? That's ridiculous. Dude. I'm asking, on, asking a very simple that's, question. Come on, yo! I'm come asking on, a very dude. simple question. Plenty of people. Who? And Who? every time Who? a player goes to a different team, they're not playing the exact same no, no, role they once were. A three point presence, specifically. But that's a left. That's you hit me with a curveball because there weren't a lot of big men able to shoot exactly. threes. So he was the first a, de- a decade ago compared to now. Okay, yeah, he was the first though. He was the first player to make a sacrifice and adjust his game from being like you stated earlier, a low post presence type of a player to a face up guy who's so not. So how does threes. that equate to having a bigger impact? Because than looking Vince, at because because, because looking at where the NBA is at right now. That Miami Heat team was way ahead of its time in a sense of floor spacing, three-point presence, and where the NBA is at right Uh, now. Vince Carter's ability to be a a dominant dunker in the NBA, which in my opinion, he's the greatest dunker the NBA has ever seen, that doesn't necessarily translate to dominance in the win win column. Whereas Bosh, his ability to adjust his game and become more of a three-point presence is definitely something... That is aided where the NBA is at right now. And I think a lot of people picked up after him. Uh, Marcus All, obviously. DeMarcus Cousins, obviously. Um, Blake Griffin, obviously. Where we have players who are predominantly low post players. And they change their games. Bosch was doing that years ago. First of all, your mic is ass right now. Second of all, I disagree with you wholeheartedly. Vince Carter, if, you, if you're trying to even make an argument... Don't even spend the time trying to explain how Vince Carter doesn't have a bigger impact on everybody, not just the league. I'm talking about society. Everybody that watches basketball than Chris Bosh. It's not even a But even, even when you're talking about Vince Carter, you're talking about a two to three year stretch of Vince Carter. You're not even talking about... It's not two to three years, years, man. What you mean, bro? Even when he left the Raptors, he was still doing good on the Nets. But good enough, good enough for he, him to have a crazy influence because I completely disagree on that. His, oh in, his influence, God, his influence, his influence was nowhere near as great We're as it was in debate. Toronto as it was in New Jersey. And I would go as far as say his time in um, New Jersey, his influence really wasn't that great either. See, now you're just acting stupid. Am are I, you doing something purposeful? Am, am I acting stupid, agent? Or you just don't want to admit? Yeah, it? you, you just don't want to admit it. It's not about admitting it. It's just you don't like, want to admit that he's trash. Just the same way, the same way you're saying that Magic Johnson is number one without a doubt. Vince Carter has a much better impact than Chris Bosh without a doubt. I disagree, gosh. and I it's disagree. not even close. It's not even close. You're just bro. talking about popularity, I mean, and I completely agree with popularity, but not impact. <laughs> what? What? What did he impact? Social. What did he impact? So when you think of iconic moments, yeah, that's popularity. The the type of shit that you see and gets you to love the NBA, to follow it your whole life. Well, I I don't think Vince Carter. I love winning. So no, but okay, a lot of people. Serena Williams wins in tennis all the time. You're so addicted to winning. Do you watch all her games? Come on, man. So I'm saying the stuff that the stuff that hooks people and like, for example, for me. Uh, I used to, when I was a kid, like I'd be like on SportsCenter just watching everything. But when I seen Kobe drop 81 on the Raptors, that that ch- I woke up and I'm like, this got to be a typo. It wasn't. 
It was before school. I'm looking at the news, and Kobe dropped 81 on the fucking Raptors, and it just changed everything for me. I was like, how could somebody do that? And, you know, it was against the Raptors, so it sucked, but just to see the performance was insane. And for me, that was the first moment I really started if, to if love Kobe, basketball. If Kobe had, like, let's say hypothetically speaking, Kobe just had three to four really great years. He was very popular, but never won anything. And he played in the NBA for 15-plus years, but only had four really great seasons. Jesus, man. You're, you're twisting the narrative. That's not Vince Carter's that career. That is Vince Carter's career. It isn't, though. It, it just isn't, man. So, anyway. Vince Carter's, um, you know, I know you're trying to wrap this up right now. That is Vince Carter's career. I am, because I, I might have to put the circle in the chat, That is man. Vince Carter's career. You might have to th- Vince Carter was great for, what, it's three not, to four yo. years? Oh, my God, man. Vince Carter was great for three to four <sighs> years, bro. Vince Carter has... <laughs> Jesus. He had multiple seasons. like Four. Oh, averaging over 20... Averaging over how many? Averaging over 20, 25 points per game. One... One, one, one two, three, four. Yeah, four. He has four seasons. Yeah. Like I said, three but to four But you're saying years. it like he did it. But he did it all throughout his time between Toronto and New Jersey. Yeah, on two years. Just two, forgetting two about years in Toronto, for a second. Two years in Toronto and two years in New Jersey. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. That's, that's what I'm four so seasons. He's only had a good. No, but that's not only. You're saying he's only had four good seasons looking specifically and exclusively at points what per game. What else did look at? If that's what else how you measure what impact, else look at? That's how you measure I'm impact points you, per I'm game, my guy? What else, I mean, you know who brought up 25 points per game. I didn't bring that up. You did. So what else is there to look at? All right, but that's the only metric you're looking to to no, prove not. your I, whole narrative. No, it's not. I watched him play. He was a volume. And so did I. No, you, you, trust me, I'm a little older than you, so I watch him. I really You're like two him. years older than I'm me, Lowe. How old do you think you are, man? 67 years old, 18. Chill, 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 chill. You're not 67. You're Yo, two years older than me, I bro. Watched Come him on, play. man. Vince Carter was a high volume scorer who was efficient from behind the yard, which is something we've never really seen. That was a terrible defender who didn't pass the ball, and his numbers really, tra- his numbers never translate to wins. So, I don't, I don't know. He's not a terrible defender. He was a terrible. No, no, pass. he was a terrible defender, agent. No, he was. All right. So who's a, who's the worst defender, Vince Carter or Stephen Curry? It's close. Come on, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> the answer is Stephen Curry. Yo, come no, on, yo, come I don't on, know. Dude. I don't know because Vince Carter wasn't even an off-ball defender. At least Curry is an off-ball defender. That just means he doesn't have what it takes to guard the best ball handler on and the other Vince team. Car- and Vince Carter there. didn't either. All right, but that's not you don't put that in the accolades of Stephen Curry's an off ball defender. I know, but you you asked me who's a better defender. And one one, I'm mad how you went to a, a player who is notoriously bad on defense to try to prove a point if he's if Vince Carter is a better defender. I just or wanted not. to. S- no, I just wanted to see how bad you thought he was because oh no, okay, all right, all right. He, he's, based- he's he's better than Curry. Is, is what does that mean? Okay. That I, I'm just trying to gauge your level. I'm not making any statements. Based yeah, okay. He, he's a little better than Curry. Okay. All right. Uh, I disagree with you. I think a majority of the people listening disagree with you. No, I think you, a lot of people. I think a I lot guess, of people will say that Vince Carter, again, not trash, but a little overrated. Not even a little, just overrated. Jesus. Overrated. We're not talking about that, man. We're talking about their impact. But when you, you, you okay, oh okay, you keep. God. All right. Before we, we can wrap it up like this. Hold on. Wait. 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 Low, are you all right, man? All right, man. Low, see, people keep hitting me in my message saying, Low, your mic is ass, bro. They keep telling me that, man. 
<laughs> no, chill. We can, we can wrap it up like this. We can wrap it up just like this. When you say impact, because you're saying impact, what do you mean by impact? Because in my opinion... Social significance, just, man. So, so that's popularity. T- it's not. Because it's not all about being popular. It's about when you talk about a specific player. Like, you, you ever like... You ever s- see a player play and it just inspires you? Like, you're like, this is why I love basketball. You see Kobe drop the mic, drop 60 on his last how game. Many, how many go, players came into the NBA saying that they, they, they start playing basketball because of Vince Carter? Plenty Who? of people, Who? especially in Toronto. But plenty just, of people. Just name me, just, just name not, me five. Name me five. Not, name me five. Not just because of not just because of his basketball mm-hmm. skills, but also because of what he was able to accomplish in the All Star games to popularize the dunk yes, contest. Yes, that's popularity. But he just popularized the dunk contest I, itself. I, I, doesn't I agree. You keep saying popularize popularity. I agree. He was popular, but what did what oh, impact? We're talking about the. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, I guess I can't get through the low. You keep uh, saying I popularity. I, I, I said he popularized the dunk contest. I didn't say Vince Carter was popular, and I, although he was, he was, he was, but that's not the statement I was making in that sentence. I'm just saying that when you're talking amongst your friends, man, when you're thinking about those icons that really change the sport or how you see the sport, you know, I think he's one of those players, man. And the fact that you wouldn't even put him over Chris Bosh, I think, is crazy. No, I'm I'm saying because I think as a player, he he was definitely m- better than um Chris Bosh. I'm saying the impact in which Chris Bosh had, I think, goes overlooked. I disagree. I think it goes overlooked I because he was definitely Chris Bosh. The way he played and the way he adjusted is something that you see now in the NBA. But he was way past his way ahead of his time. But before we wrap up this um this podcast, um LeBron, get your team, man. Come get your team, because your team is. How do we? I don't get know here? how we. I don't, I don't how know how we got we... here, but LeBron, get your team because your team is bugging, and I don't. Want, and I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like agent. I don't want to hear no one say anything about how LeBron doesn't have enough help because he he ex all these other things are going on when almost. Well, let me see. Tristan Thompson for sure. J.R. Smith, Kevin Love. Those are all players that LeBron specifically picked to be on his team. So. GM LeBron. I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear this about like, oh, Chris, you know, oh my goodness, you got to give LeBron a chance. And, uh, oh my goodness. And, uh, uh, no, especially when every single season we start off, everyone keeps saying that LeBron, LeBron is on a good team or LeBron is XYZ every single season. I don't want to hear that, bro. I don't want to hear that. It's the same thing, Lo. You, you haven't seen the pattern yet. That, that is the crazy. same teams that get disrespected. Get disrespected every year. The same teams that get over overhyped get overhyped every single year. It's like these guys that call themselves experts. Low that we could both make an argument. Probably don't watch NBA. They don't. Uh, I think those guys aren't who anybody should be listening to ever. Like how you get a job at ESPN and you rank DeRozan forty six. Who or some other rankings, man? Low. I forgot, Miles man. Turner, Miles Turner me, was like thirty. They said Demar Derozan was thirty nine. Um, Jay Crowder's 38 and Miles Turner was like 37. Jesus. Chris Middleton was like 36. Oh um, Bledsoe was like 32. The fact that you even believe that DeMar DeRozan is barely a top 40 player. Idiots. Idiots. You, you know, okay. I know we make a lot of jokes on this podcast, but you know how little basketball you have to watch to come up with that list right there? It is a crazy but amount. Fa- but Yo, the fact that someone you know, wrote that down and then gave it to someone else and he too said, oh yeah, this is a, this is a fine list. <laughs> that is the dumbest shit in the world. 
That is crazy. That's 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 life, man. And then NBA players react to how ridiculous they're ranked. And, you know, I guess it creates for some entertainment, right? We get a chance to poke fun at some of these so-called experts that don't necessarily know what they're talking about. Yeah, I, I just yeah, uh, I, that, that's crazy. And, and, and going back to the whole LeBron thing, before the season began, and I know, like, I keep I always say shit like this, but I just went to my Twitter feed, and I just, I remember, I think I did say something similar to this. I went back, and I've, I looked up, and I was like, oh, yeah, I did say before the season began, after they got all of these players that were very similar and they did all the exact same things, and they were not good defenders, that the Cavaliers, before the season began, they weren't good. Like, they did not get better. And every uh, and everyone was like, oh my god, you're crazy. And here we are now, six months later, and everybody's complaining about who's on the team. And it's like, bro, I said that in the beginning of the season, but when I said it, y'all thought that I was crazy. So what are y'all talking about? So, can we end this podcast doing some bold predictions, Lo? Just take some shots at something you think is going to happen that a lot of people aren't forecasting. I don't think the Cavs will make it out. I think I think Toronto has the best chance of making it to the finals. I think that Isaiah Thomas is going to get traded. That is a fact, which is which is something more people should talk about. Isaiah Thomas might low key get traded. And based on the statements he made, he's trying to mend relationships. Like, oh, no, everything's all right, bro. I'm not tripping. The team is cool. We're getting along. But trust me, when you're a team that has expectations that high, and of course you're in a rough patch, but the, when you lose games to teams, you know you shouldn't be losing games to, and it happens consistently, that's going to wear down on the team, just facts. That's just how it is, regardless of which sport or what you're doing. Any competitive situation where it seems like you're the better team and you're losing is going to get to you and it's going to cause some conflict. And then that's when you go in the locker room, you start pointing fingers at Kevin Love. Who, by the way, Lo, I don't know if you caught it. There was a uh, a little video on Twitter of Kevin Love dead ass just throwing a towel on a teammate's that shit was, face. It was Jeff on Green. The most, Jeff Green. The most disrespectful shit I've ever seen. He just threw it on his face like, peasant, here you go, here's my towel. Hold my towel. Yeah, it was crazy, man. <laughs> yes, I saw that though. I was like, that is crazy. But Alright, let's do two more. You give me one bold prediction, I'll do one more, and then we can close it off with our, our highlight player of the, of the podcast. podcast. Yeah. Um I th- I think another bold prediction that, that I'm gonna say is is does it have to pertain to this year or, or later on? It could be anything. I think that that the Pelicans are not going to trade Anthony Davis and they're going to try to resign DeMarcus Cousins to a near max contract. Which I think a lot of I but think I think bold, a lot of though? people cuz I feel like that's a lot of people were asking me that as well on Twitter they trying to figure out what do I really think about it instead of me just trying to like make a video. I think they are I think they're legitimately just going to try to stay packed because they don't really have any more options and they don't want to trade Anthony Davis. So I think that's what they're going to do. But that's a safe move, though. I don't know how bold is it. Is it safe though, is, really? Man. Because even even hypothetically speaking, I don't know how I don't know how, how anyone could assume that trying to keep the players that they have, especially the ones that are there that are not trying to, not necessarily trying to, but that are unable to, um, put that team in a situation in which they are able to be better than just the sixth seed in the goddamn um, conference. Like this team at best is a, yeah, mean, a six yeah. seed. I mean that's what they are. So even if we're talking about bringing back Demarcus Cousins, I mean what are we what are we saying that they're going to be the the sixth team? 
even if he's 100%, because they don't have any financial wiggle room to add anyone else of significance. So even at best, they're the six, they're just a six seed. Yeah. I feel you. All right, man. I got, I got you at once. In the next two years, the San Antonio dynasty will finally fall apart. That's what I believe. Very true. Cause man. we didn't, we didn't touch uh, upon it, but Kawhi apparently is disconnected from the franchise. Yep. And the more you look at it with Greg Pop looking like any moment now he might retire. Uh, Kawhi Leonard talking about how his injury is adding stress to the relationship with the team. The second Kawhi leaves, there's no more Tim Duncan. Pau Gasol is, of course, like he's he's a grandpa at this point. That whole team looks like it's ready to fall apart, and it might be the first time in my lifetime where I get a chance to see. And I'm I'm, I'm over two decades old to see the San Antonio I'm Spurs. Two decades old. Oh my god. I'm over two decades oh old. Yeah, so I'm Jesus. I'm almost 22, low. I'm an old guy now, man. And, yo, it's going to be the first time in my life I get a chance to see a bad San Antonio. It should be interesting. The interesting part about... I think the last time they were bad was uh, the transition between David Robinson and Tim Duncan. Right? They were, they were, they were, only, they that were only bad that one year that David Robinson was hurt, to be honest. I mean, they, they haven't yeah, really yeah. been bad. Even when David Robinson was there, they weren't uh, a bad team by any means. Uh, um. I've, I've contemplated that as well, uh, because uh, from my understanding, the reason why Chris Paul wasn't 100% in on going to that team is because um he didn't know about Popovich, if if Popovich was going to stay or not, which as a side note, happy birthday to Popovich. You know, happy ber- birthday. Is his birthday? Yeah, his birthday today. Happy birthday, Greg. Big Pop. Let's go, okay. man. Um, <laughs> That's... <laughs> He died. He forgot we're recording a podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, but yeah, oh but that, God, that, that, is, that is the reason why um, <laughs> that Chris Paul wasn't a hundred percent on going on to the Spurs because he didn't necessarily know if Popovich was going to be there or not. So it's going to be interesting to see what, what's going to happen because they really haven't drafted anyone. They haven't had one of their 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 the draft steals, if you want to call it that. You know where they draft late first round, second round picks, or they have a, a really good pickup that they kind of mature into a really good player like they've done over so many years now. They haven't had that to prolong the process of them continuing to win. And so um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to transpire with that team. Because if you if we want to be honest, that team low-key looks very similar to a lot of other teams in the West where it's just really one superstar and a whole bunch of other pieces that are kind of suspects. But in in that situation, I think the coaching sets them apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the the right. coaching. They had, yeah. they had some like Dejounte Murray seems like he could be a potential player. Remember they had Marjanovic in the past. They also had one player. What was his name? I'm blanking. He went to the Pistons, I think. Uh, you, no, you talking about um, uh, Jonathan Jonathan Simmons? Jonathan Simmons. Yeah, he went to the Magic. Yeah. So they had a couple players that I thought could really develop into something really good, but uh, they're not on the team no more. He's with the Magic. Yeah, Marjanovic is on the Pistons. Yeah, I got that mixed. But again, I don't, I don't, it's, it's going to be weird though, because I, I don't know how exactly they're going to just set themselves apart from everyone else moving forward because they really do need, they need someone to step up. And like you said, they have Murray, but Murray's been up and down. He hasn't really been consistent enough for me to feel comfortable with them, um, with them saying that he's going to be the quote unquote future moving forward. Yeah, I agree. So we'll see. And that's my prediction. I hope it's not the case. It seems like every time I bet against the Spurs, they prove me wrong. But eventually, I think I'm going to be right. And this might be the one. Um, 
So, Lo, what's what's your your highlight player of this podcast? It doesn't get enough recognition, but you noticed it's standing out in the NBA. Um, shout out to my man. Um, shout out to my man Lou Will because I feel like he should have been a, in more conversation to uh, be an All Star this year. Just came off another forty point performance against the Memphis Grizzlies in a W without um DeAndre Jordan. They're still steady along in the Western Conference, and now that the um. Now that DeMarcus Cousins is out, more likely the Pelicans are going to start slipping. And if Lou Will can keep up the way he's been producing, which has been amazing, they more likely will make the playoffs. So, which is definitely something I think a lot of people were not expecting. So, shout out to Lou Will. Another 40 point performance on against the Clippers, I mean, against the um, Grizzlies. And he, he's, he's still balling. He wasn't an all star, which I feel like he should have been an all star. Also, shout out to um, Dwayne Casey. He's going to be the head coach for LeBron's team. If I'm not what is he really? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was gonna be Ty Lue. Isn't it the person, mm-hmm. the, the coach with the? No, no, it's, it's Dwayne Casey. It was. Uh, I think they. I thought it was supposed to be Brad Stevens, but they had a, a to be determined next to the coaching names for um for the which call it for for the teams and um is is going to be Dwayne Casey. It's going to be Dwayne because they had it was oh. Mike D'Antoni for Curry's team and for LeBron's team is Dwayne Casey. So shout out to Dwayne Casey, man. Oh. Okay. All right. Dwayne Casey gets a chance to do absolutely nothing coaching the All-Star team, which doesn't really mean which, much at well, all. Is that, wait, that's, that's a good, really good question. Is that an accomplishment? Like, do, does that happen? Like, when you go to your <laughs> Hall of Fame speech, you're like, you know, six-time coach All-Star. Like, is that a thing? That should be a thing. Yo. That should be a thing. <laughs> they don't really do much but sub people in and out. It's not like they run. But it's still you know, some type of acknowledgement that people feel like you're the, the other coaches, because I'm not mistaken... The other coaches are the one that coach that that they vote the coaches in, so it's the other coaches that are voting the coach, saying that no, you should be in being a coach also this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember previous years. I don't know how it's changed this year. I, I give up trying to keep up with the way the NBA changes All Star Weekend, but it was just the team with the most wins that coach would be in. So I just figured it was Brad Stevens. But anyway, uh, I'm gonna give my shout. I was gonna actually hit up Lou Will with the shout out, but. I'm going to give it to Devin Booker, who, against Philly, dropped 46, dropped 38 the game before that against Boston. I I feel like he hasn't been getting enough, like, coverage ever since he's kind of like, we know Devin Booker's that guy, and we're just kind of used to seeing him hoop like this, but he's having a phenomenal run right now, even though the team is losing a lot of these games. Uh, Devin Booker, I'm so excited to see develop into a good player. I just hope he's not wasting his career with the Suns and they don't build around him in time. I hope he ends up winning championships on championships, but he didn't make the All-Star game, but I'm going to give him the nod for me, man. He deserves to be that player. Well, that that's 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 the curse that comes with being a great player that at some point it is just expected and people will casually overlook you like you said. Now he's getting to a point in his career, a very a very early part of his career where people are just expecting him now to be a 20 plus point scorer. And not thoroughly understanding that he's only in his what third year of his career, and so third year, low. You should know this. That's why people hit me in my mentions. Wow. So yeah, the fact that he had, like you said, that is impressive. That he's he's on this stretch really now, impressive. and yeah, third year of his career. I think he's a twenty-five point scorer, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's twenty-four and a half. So yeah, twenty-five point scorer. Third year of his career, efficiently, he's he's become a little better as well. So yeah, shout out to um D Book, man. 
Shout out to D-Book. Hopefully he can improve his field goal percentage. He's reminding me of Kobe right now shooting 43%. Well, that, that'll love, change uh, when there's more talent on the team. But, um, yeah, like you said, man, let's wrap this up, man. Yo, shout out to um, my man Steve Kerr for um, co-hosting with me today. Could just my, call me by my name, bro. Agent Stephen Zero. Kerr. My bad. I'm sorry. Steven. Steven, my bad. That's Yo, you can do that to me? Yo, shout out to my co-host Steve Kerr. It's the one and only Michael Jordan, a.k.a. The GOAT. Um and uh, anything you want to wrap up with Steve Kerr? Cause you had you had some moves this weekend, Steve Kerr. Yeah, you see me out there, man. I, I was out there. Yeah. So not only was I an elite three point shooter in my career, but I know and watch a lot of basketball. That's why I coach the best team in the league. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Face ass. But am I right? No, I, did, I, did, I just thought about the he is the coach for the Warriors, so I don't know if how much of a <laughs> yeah. how, how much of a slap that is, but. Um, yeah, man. Good, hey, good, good luck on you, Steve Kerr, man. I knew you will always be something when I pass you the ball in, in crunch time. Damn. Wow. All right. <laughs> it's like that, my guy. It's like that now. Cool, man. That's what's up. But, um, yeah, man. We'll, we'll see you all next time. Prayers go to DeMarcus Cousins because I feel like we didn't really. I don't want to come off as a hater. So, yeah, praise God to DeMarcus Cousins. You are, but. Prayers go up to DeMarcus Cousins, and we'll see y'all next time. Peace. Damn. No prayers for Andre Roberson. That's okay, tough. prayers goes out to the Marcus Cousins and prayers goes out to Andre Roberson. Are you happy, man? Damn, yo. No prayers out to D Rose, yo. That's what's oh, up. I don't know. No. I'm a chill. All right. Someone else got injured though too. But yeah, prayers got everyone who's injured. How about that? Alright, I think we I think we pull it. we're more politically correct now. You made up for the There you go, man. You wanna say peace, man? Yo, I, I thought you was going to do it. I'm not going to say peace, man. Say peace to the people, man. All right. Peace. Peace. Bye. Peace. <laughs> you can cut that out, right? No, I ain't going to cut it out. It's going to stay in there. Oh, man. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, hang on a sec. You've been riding this thing all day, and my son would like a turn. Hmm. He seems a bit young for this twin-cylinder hog, doesn't he? It's a coin-operated kitty bike. No, ma'am. It's a coin-operated freedom machine. No, it's a kitty bike. It's hard to be without your bike. So do something easy and protect it with Progressive Motorcycle Insurance. With basic policies as low as $75 a year, you'll be back on the road in no time. Visit Progressive.com to quote today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states.